On this episode of Locked on Lightning, News Flash, the Lightning are consistent at being inconsistent. We talk about all of that and more, but first, let's play that music. Your Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for making us your first watch of the day. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button and drop a like and a comment down below on this episode of Locked On Lightning. We're talking about the Lightning just once again, just continuing to surprise slash not surprise me. Uh, if you followed the show last year or f- actually for the last couple of years, the one of the main talking points that I've always spoken about on this show is how inconsistent of a team this team is on a night-to-night basis. You saw it at its height, I believe, probably in the Leaf series. Now, some might say... You know, the Lightning have were pretty much tapped out and they were just, you know, it always takes them a little bit while to get things going in, in the playoffs. And, and you know, it, it, the Leafs were a tough matchup as well. Listen, I'm not going to to I'm not going to try and fluff it out and say the Lightning played completely terrible on that because that wasn't true. They ended up winning the series. Uh, but, you know, you also saw the Lightning inconsistencies. Uh, you know, throughout the regular seasons, these last couple of years. And, but the one thing they always fell on was their veteran leadership, their their experience, how, you know, how many combined games. I, I, you know, off the top of my head, if I had to guess, I would say probably, you know, this the group over the last couple of years combined through every single player played about maybe a thousand, has had a thousand career playoff games or something in that ballpark, probably a little lower, you know, maybe I'm inflating the numbers a little bit. But what I'm trying to say and what I've been trying to say over the last couple of seasons is that Tampa Bay, you know, given all their success, given all the the great moments that we have had and all the great plays that this team has made and, and everything that has come along with winning two straight Stanley Cup championships, making it to three consecutive Stanley Cup finals, this team is lucky. This team has been lucky, and it looks like that their luck is might be starting to run out. Granted, you know, we are only three games into the regular season, but boy, boy, can I confidently say at this time, this team might be facing one of its biggest challenges in its upcoming schedule this week. They have the Philadelphia Flyers on Tuesday, home opener, and then they're back on the road against the Florida Panthers, their division rivals. And you kind of thought, and and this is why those games are going to mean a lot, especially this West Coast trip, because, yes, their foes on the West Coast aren't exactly scary teams, but it's what going to the West Coast – playing those games, being on Eastern time still, or at least feeling like you're on Eastern time where you're playing games technically at 10 o'clock late 
is that he's let you know you had a tough loss on opening night against the New York Rangers. I'm not going to kill the Lightning for that. I said it in the recap episode. This team, there was a lot of positive things to take from this game. And then you kind of figure, or at least one would figure, one who, you know, any average hockey fan or, you know, even avid hockey fans would try and say, you know what, they got a couple of days off to think about it. They got Columbus coming up. Columbus, yes, they, they're they a little, they're, they're not, I think, in my opinion, on the same level as the New York Rangers or as, as I thought, as, on the same level as Tampa. But at the same time, you know, you've I, I made a point in the preview episode to that game that this team has had their struggles against Columbus in recent years. Not and that's even excluding 2019 and 2020. But Tampa goes into that game, wins five two. Looks like they're gonna bring a lot of momentum into them into the next game because whenever you win big like that and make no mistake about it winning 5-2 in hockey is a big win it's a big win it's as almost if you won by three four goals in 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 soccer I would say maybe that's about you know maybe some soccer fans might differ on that opinion and that's fine this isn't a soccer podcast you would figure though that 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 momentum that was supposedly supposedly built up against this you know this this good team who has who in Columbus who yes they didn't have Patrick Laine they didn't have Elvis Merziklas in goal but they still have a very good group of players around them most notably Johnny Grudeau the biggest free agent that was signed this past offseason who scored his first goal with Columbus in this game uh, who I could already tell is going to be a huge pain in the butt for Tampa going forward. I, we are going to we are going to be sitting here and by the end of March and, and just wishing that this guy stayed in Calgary. I, I could already feel the people, but we'll we'll talk about more about that as we cross that bridge. You would one would figure that Tampa coming off a win like that, Vasilevsky playing a phenomenal game, Stamkos scoring once again in this one. One would figure that Tampa would take that momentum and carry it over into a big-time game against a big-time opponent. And make no mistake about it, the Pittsburgh Penguins, I still think, are one of the more formidable teams in the National Hockey League today. You know, might some might think that they have lost the step. You know, some might look at their goaltending situation and think, eh, you know. Let's, you know, they're, they're good, but they're not that good. Some might look at Tristan Jari coming into this game and saying, ooh, you know, we're going to jump all over him. And the Lightning, for lack of a better word, laid an absolute egg in this game. And, it, it you know, I'm not going to get into specific plays because, and, and I might do that in tomorrow's episode, but the... There has to be a point, Lightning fans, where John Cooper, and I'm sure he's not, but if he is, we have to throw out there. There has to be a a point, some sort of moment, especially in the last couple of years, where John Cooper has looked 
at what has been going on with this team slowly but surely. And like I said, if you've been listening to this show for a very long time, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where I'm going with this. This team is not consistent. This team needs to be better. This team has done a very poor job of not only playing disciplined hockey, but taking their success, bottling it up, and bringing it into the next game. They have been playing a very fast and loose game of chance over the last couple of years, and it's starting to really show. It's really starting to show. I mean, if you look at the numbers from the win against Columbus, yes, like I said, they won. But on paper, other than shots on net, Columbus dominated this game. And really what won the game for Tampa in this Columbus game, and we'll talk a little bit more about the numbers about Pittsburgh after the break, but what really was the difference maker in this Columbus game was the penalty kill. And I've spoken about it coming into the season. I spoke about it over the last couple of years. It's nothing new. And that's the good thing about this lightning team. You know what you're going to get. You know, you know, there's no good. There's not going to be any surprises. But the lightning power penalty kill, excuse me, the penalty kill has had to be good because of all the penalties that they have taken, putting themselves into these very, very precarious situations in which they are forced to play for the most part on their back foot for a matter of, you know, eight minutes at least a night, sometimes even more. We'll talk about the Pittsburgh game because I really want to get to the numbers there <clears throat> because – you know, I, I try to preach on this show sometimes. It depends. You know, it's it's very situational when it comes to this stuff. Is that you, you want to look at the numbers. Obviously, hockey is very numbers-based. But really what it comes down to it is that numbers don't mean anything. They don't mean everything. They don't tell the whole story. But in this case, when the lightning struggle, it, it paints a very, very profound picture of what this team did and did not do. So we'll talk about more. And, and you know, the, the numbers with, with the Lightning, they don't lie, though. And you know what the numbers don't lie with also, and that is simply safe. In the last decade, over 4 million people, people that is 4 million people have chosen simply safe. Homes care to protect their home. You don't need to earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Here's why I love it. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home and can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced. Sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect the motion that only alert when a threat is real, and hazard sensors when 
They instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Now, customize the perfect system. This is what I love about it. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com backslash locked on NHL. Saves 20% off on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. That is free. Visit simplysafe.com backslash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So once again, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for making us your first watch of the day. Make sure to drop a like down below and hit that notification button. So when we drop a new episode on on YouTube, you get the episode popped up on your phone, on on your YouTube page or wherever. You get the alerts it will tell you i believe it also comes to your email so if you if if your youtube is hooked up to the email you'll get that as well give us a follow on our social media platforms as well lo underscore lightning on twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on instagram i'm i am at danky dank d-e-n-k-y-d-8-n-k i love hearing from everybody uh so go ahead and do that and if you're watching us on youtube all our information is down below on the screen on the ticker Love hearing from all of you. And yeah, so I have to say, yeah, you know, this this Tampa team, I, I wish I could say I was surprised by that outcome Saturday night against the Penguins. And I was at a a get together with friends, and so I didn't really watch the game in real time. And you know, looking at my phone, it it was it was and and just seeing the the goals tally up. By the way, if you don't know, the Lightning lost this game six two. Uh, but it was one of those things where the best way to describe it was watching a car crash in real time and not at all being surprised. It's like it's like when your friend is if you have an irresponsible friend or know someone that is irresponsible let's say with money and then when they tell you oh i lost you know whatever 20 bucks and you're not the least surprised i mean yeah it's that on a smaller level with tampa with 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 the way they perform in back to back games or even games that are spread apart i i i've never seen anything you know i've i've watched over a thousand hockey games in my life um and, and, you know, obviously I'm a big sports fan, but I have to say, and I'm not being dramatic here, uh, there is very few instances or, or teams that I could remember in recent history that have been as successful as Tampa Bay Lightning have been in winning two straight Stanley Cup championships. And have been have done a very sloppy job of doing it. Now, whether or not you want to take last year's playoff run and throw that to the side is up to you. I mean, let's face it. You know, the the Lightning didn't. They were very. And this goes back to what I said earlier in the show. And you know, some people may not like this, but. They were very lucky last year to make it as far as they did. You know, they could have very, very easily have lost to Toronto if the puck bounced a couple of ways the other way. And 
I think, I mean, the Florida series, I mean, just the Panthers did not show up for that. But the Rangers series, I mean, that was just more of a, you know, one could say that the Lightning, their veteran leadership, their experience was really won that series. And I would, you know, if you told me that, I would 100% agree with you. But what it comes down to it is that, and we've seen little trickles of this, little, little dapplings in the water, if you want to call it, or, you know, we've seen little inklings of this over the last couple of years, especially in 2019, 20, 20, 2019, 20. And then a little bit more in 2021. And then very, very evident during last year of this team, just playing a hard fought game playing a very hard fought game as one as they did last last Friday against Columbus. And then going ahead and, and just absolutely looking like a team that had no business being in the building with, 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 with Pittsburgh. And I, I'm not saying that, Certain people, I'm, I'm sure certain people are saying this because I, I feel like this was the sort of the excuse last season as well. Is well, you know, Brian Elliott was in that, Vazzy's not in that, and I don't like using that as an excuse. I mean, you know, if, if you're going to use an excuse as an, a team not playing as well in front of their 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 backup goalie as opposed to you know, playing better in front of their their their, uh, their number one, I would say that's a bunch of BS, you know, I, and you see it. You see how this team plays, whether it's – I wouldn't say body language because I feel like that would be a little harsh because, you know, one could make all the assumptions about body language and not actually know what's going on between the ears. But if you look at this team and just how they play defensively in front of Brian Elliott, very different as to what we see in front of Vazzy. And, you know, you could also make the argument there that Vasilevsky makes things a little bit easier for these guys. And and listen, if you want to make that excuse, that's fine. But at the end of the day, look at the end of last season. Look what Brian Elliott did the last couple of months of the season. He was phenomenal. He was at times, believe it or not, just as good as Andre Vasilevsky. And, and you know, Vasilevsky was not exactly sharp either down the stretch. But what it comes down to is that the Lightning aren't doing the small things. And we've spoken about this numerous times at, at length on this show uh, to where I feel like I'm really just beating a dead horse to death at this time. Uh, you know, it really what it comes down to, if you look at it, the Lightning have done a very poor job, a very poor job, an immensely poor job in the faceoff circle. Now, the Lightning have had their issues with puck possession. I mean, that's no secret. That's what killed them in the Stanley Cup final last year against against Colorado. There's times where it almost seems as though they just they're just giving away the possession as if they're inadvertently trying to clear the puck. Um but somehow just aren't successful and it ends up in a breakdown the other way, but I mean, you look at the Pittsburgh game, 38% from the face-off circle. 
Now, I don't care if you're playing Pittsburgh or you're playing Arizona. It, that is inexcusable. That's inexcusable. And, 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 you know, I don't want, you know, part, a part of me wants to look at the post game comments that are made by players and coaches following a, a performance like that and, and see all the, you know, we need to do better and we need to do this. We need to do that. And quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing that because I feel like every time this happens, it's, it's, we need to do this. We need to do that. But where have we seen the, where have we seen the improvement? You know, we might see it for a period or two for a sequence or, or so, but I've never in the three years have seen the lightning really make improvements, long lasting improvements. And it's concerning at this point because what I spoke about in the off season coming into this season, the lightning aren't the big bad bolts of the Eastern conference anymore. Are they going to make the playoffs? I firmly believe they will. Um, I feel like they could even if they they play well. I mean, right now I, I have no confidence in them doing this, but you never know how the cookie's going to crumble with the Eastern Conference, especially at the Atlantic Division. But if the things if the puck bounces their way this year, they could win the division by accident. You know, it, I think it really comes down to Florida, but really this team is just the way they have played. Throughout their first couple of games, you know, win or lose, it's very concerning. And if I was a coach on this team, especially John Cooper and a player, if I was a player on this team, I would have to be very concerned or especially a new guy coming in and being like, this is what I signed up for. This is what I, especially if I'm a free agent, if I'm looking at other teams like is this am, am I really going to be a part of the year where this team takes a step back after making it to three straight Stanley Cup finals now just for context the the faceoff win percentage for this team is 34% which ranks them dead last in the league dead last and that that's I don't like I said before it's unacceptable. It's it's really, really unacceptable. Because, you know, I could look at this Tampa team, and I've I have said this numerous times throughout the past, is that one could forgive taking of the irresponsible play uh, penalties. One could forgive even giving up goals here and there. One could forgive even face-off losses. One could forgive turning the puck over. But at the end of the day, it's unforgivable if you're doing all those things. And that's what Tampa's doing. They're, and, and I've spoken about this numerous. I, you know, And like I said, I feel like I'm just some at some points when I talk about this team and the improvements that they need to make, it's it's nothing new. 
it's nothing new. It's nothing that has been corrected to where you know it, it's it's you know it's not a couple of months ago they had this issue. It was no, it was twenty four hours ago they had this issue, and before that it was twenty four hours before that. So Tampa and and, and looking towards the looking towards the game on Tuesday, which we'll, we'll close up the, the, the episode with, you know, if I'm the Philadelphia Flyers and I'll say this much, if I'm the Philadelphia Flyers and, and you have a team who's going out there ranking dead last and face-off percentage, who is very careless with the puck, who, who it really just it looks at certain points in time and certain sequences that there really is no plan, no no really agenda going down the ice other than to try and score. If I was the Philadelphia Flyers, I am saying Tuesday can't come fast enough. So wrapping things up on the show, uh, the lighting will f- have their home opener tomorrow night. Uh, I am recording this Monday night. Uh, yeah, it, you know what? It is regardless of what any what team they would be playing tonight, even if it wasn't the Flyers, unless it was a very low bottom feeding team. I would be as a as someone who has watched this team and and who is coming off and and, and I'm sure a lot of Lightning fans and are. There's a regular amount of hockey fans looking at this game and being like, oh, the Lightning are licking their chops. They're going to come in. They're going to be motivated. Yeah, that's what one would expect, just like one would expect them to carry things over from that win against Columbus and bring it home with a two-game winning streak on the road. And really, I don't know – as of right now, and, and like I said before, maybe I'm overreacting. But when you have watching this, when you have watched this Lightning team as close as a lot of us have, including yours truly, over the last couple of years, and have really paid attention to the things that this team has not done well, I mean, can you really, can you really expect this team to to bounce back in a profound way? And I'm not asking Tampa to go out there, win 5-2, win 4 nothing, or, you know, something, win by a big margin. I'm not asking for that. I'm asking them to go out there, play a gritty hockey game. I am perfectly fine with Tampa squeaking one out in a game where they did a lot of the good things right, a lot of the good things often. Because that's what's going to get you at the top of the division. That's what's going to get you into the playoffs. That's what's going to get you back to the Eastern Conference Finals. And that's what's going to get you back to the Stanley Cup Final for the fourth year in a row, is doing the small things right. Playing the game within the game. Because the goals, if you do everything else, the goals will come. And I feel like this team, a majority of the time, forgets that. They forget that you got to go out there and play the game. You got to go out there and actually, you know, do the little things. And I feel like this team has 
has gotten further and further and further from that over the last couple of seasons. So we'll be back to discuss more about the Flyers game. Uh, you know, what are our expectations for this game? Who to look out for on the Flyers? Who we're looking to see, um, you know, out there for the Lightning. By the way, loved all the line combinations John Cooper was throwing out there, though. I think, um, you know, as, you know, I, I was saying to myself you know, when I was watching the game, the replay, you know, for as bad as the Lightning played in certain aspects of, of the game on 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 Saturday night, I do like, and I think this will play in their favor, especially against the Flyers. I think that versatility to, to really throw out any line he wants, I think is really, as long as the other things come together, I really think that that ability to do that, to play anybody together, I think is really going to play in Cooper's favor throughout the season, especially uh, when the injury bug inevitably does hit Tampa's roster. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, Ian Cole is back in the lineup for the Tampa Bay Lightning after the conclusion of a an investigation by not only the Lightning, but the National Hockey League as well, after they found no evidence of sexual abuse and, and all the things that he was alleged of doing by that um, anonymous <clears throat> Twitter account. Uh, we will talk a little bit more about that tomorrow uh, because the NHL's Players Association is uh, not happy about how that whole situation was handled. So we will talk a little bit about that as well. So once again, don't forget to like and subscribe to the show. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed on audio form. And if you prefer to watch us, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit us up on our social media pages. Um, Really looking forward in the future if we get enough questions to do in Mailbag Mondays. So we'd love for all of you to uh, participate in that. So that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.